I would like to make a soft dedication to all the lovers out there, Sweden, you dirty, dirty bird. What's your name, Sweden? Rolf. Well, Rolf, I don't think you have this problem. You've got a, like, a posse of pretty, pretty ladies out there. Are you married to all of them? Are you like Mormon and Swedish? Like, how does that work? Rolf. Do you have umlauts, Rolf? Over the O? Well, that's more German, I think. Oh, yeah. It's an O, yes. I love how he said there's an O, yes. Well, I'm going to shout this out to Rolf, but I don't think you have this particular problem. But I will shout out to Rolf and all the lovers out there and all the salad tossers. I'm looking at you when I say that. Although small in size, New Jersey is big in accomplishment in industry, agriculture, in education and research in the building of famous resorts, public works, and fine highways. I was thinking about Jersey. I don't know much about Jersey, but what I do know is that I'm in Walmart in Utah, and I'm looking at a Jersey. Previously on Radio Flow. I'm not like most of the younger people here. I learned quite a lot before education stopped and the schools closed down. I want to see the world. I had my way you could fly to all that in a couple of hours. If you were free, and if I was free... Will this be humanity tomorrow? And the years after? What then? I don't believe my boy could have thought of this. Two of them must have got together. They'll come back together. This time there's no attempt to land on them. When, when is this great experiment for me? How much longer have we got before they go? When the space gun is ready. Sometime this year, you mean? Soon. You are catapulted through the centuries. World is in the great unknown. Into an era of glass cities towering to the sun. And a gigantic space gun rocketing passengers to the moon. Is man never to rest? Never to be free? Make the space gun the symbol of all that drives us now and destroy it! Now! We live in interesting, exciting, and anxious times. Well, what's going to stop progress nowadays? War. There is war, and the rumor of war. The unknown aircraft passed over Sea Beach and dropped bombs. Five minutes past 12 midnight. Sacramento, the heart of California, and around the world. Genuine Modern Radio. Radio Flom.
I don't keep up with names and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just know what I like. Yeah. If I hear it, I like it. I just, uh, I've been collecting so much music in my Spotify that at this point when I try to add new bands, it says that I can't add any because my collection. Devin Parks, Cloudier. Phone, listening to the entire album, adding the songs that I like to a single playlist, and just trying to cut down a lot. But yeah, this is holy fuck. And then it kind of gets gets a little bit more like down tempo. And it comes back up. Fashion designer, painter, photographer, musician. Yeah, sometimes. Jerry Simpson. Alright, we are talking with Jerry O. Simpson. The following takes place between midnight and 1 a.m. on the day of the California presidential primary. You were Flom's first fashion designer for the Flom 423 event. Yes. How did that go? That was great. Yeah. I thought that was a good experience. Um, I had a chance to have an audience that I had never had before. And um, just being with all the different artists, it was cool. Well, what really inspired me to do the denim thing was I had read this article that said that fashion was uh, the second most highest polluter to the world next to oil. Okay. So this is my way of maybe trying to reverse some of that stuff and keeping it out of the um, out of the dump, the wasteland. Plus, people love denim. Awesome. You know, everywhere you look, you've got on denim, I've got on denim. You look outside my door, people mm-hmm. have on denim. Denim's going to be here. Well, you're wearing a, a lot more denim than I am. You're basically right now wearing like a Canadian tuxedo. Almost. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. This is denim on denim. My daughter used to always say, I hate denim on denim. I said, well, I'm ultimately denim on denim. What's most important is to give the denim a whole twist from what you're not used to seeing. Right, that like unexpected feeling. Opera coats evening gowns or, you know, kimonos and stuff out of this scraps of denim. But I'm, I'm calling it more so I am collaging denim. Okay. All right. Okay. So instead of using paper or using old magazines, the denim has become my, my medium. So when was the last time you were in New York, actually? Two years ago. Two years ago. Mm-hmm. All right. So what are you seeing in New York two years ago that still has yet to hit Sacramento? Well, it, it, the loosest of how people dress. Period. The more like the freedom? The freedom of the dress. Okay. You know, here in Sacramento, people still do the uniform thing almost. If it's hip, if they've got a certain something that's hot, then everybody's going to flock to that. People tend to flock to what everybody else is doing because it's safe. Right. Okay. I don't want to be a target because nobody might not like it. Right. But you got to remember, it's all about your personal style. Right. Fashion lemmings, basically. Fashion fashion has no limits. Yeah. And we keep it in a box here. Yes. Break the walls down. Yes. Let it be free. The oh, okay. Have you ever heard of a show called Adam Ruins Everything? Mm-hmm. It's on True TV. It's basically this guy who started off on College Humor ended up getting his own show where he comes in and does this full fact-based thing where he goes in and takes a single topic mm-hmm. and just kind of dismantles everyone's preconceived notions about it. And I was watching an episode last night about uh, suburban sprawl. And basically, the reason that a lot of places like this end up getting kind of like shut down is because it's inaccessible walking, it's not really accessible by public transportation. Sacramento doesn't have a good public transportation system to begin with, so this is just kind of a forgotten area. Well, but see, this is good though because the tra- public transportation do drop you off around the corner. Yep, yep. but so this is everyone a- in Sacramento is afraid of our public transportation system. Oh, please. When I first moved to California, someone, I said, I just caught the bus and someone said, You ride the shame train? And I'm like, You know what? The public transportation is where it's at. Oh, totally, totally. You know, the people are happening. Mm-hmm. What you get to see, yeah. the experience itself, oh, yeah. is great. But it's the it's the mentality around public transportation in Sacramento is that 
if you don't have a car, then you are poor, you know? So oh, that's so sad. It is. It is. I saw a lot of that in Delaware, too. It was a lot of the same mentality. Well, it's, 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 it's basically anywhere they don't have a good transit system mm-hmm. that they feel that way. Yep. Because yeah. in New York City, yeah, same with Oakland. Like you I, can do your thing. Yeah, I lived in Oakland, and I, I I haven't had a car in four years now, and mm-hmm. I got it around everywhere. I can go all the way from Richmond to Daly City, yeah. no problem. Yeah, and it was just one of the most maddening things about living here was like when I was going to AI, I lived in Oak Park. Yeah, so I would have to take a bus from Oak Park to downtown, and then catch another bus from downtown to Natomas, and it's like. I, I still have my Facebook memories and stuff. Getting these messages about Mahalo saying Devin's late again. So yeah, it's crazy. But it, maybe it, you know, with time, it'll grow. It's come a lot. It got a lot better. Yeah, I think it's just a mentality shift that needs to yeah. happen around. Public. I mean, I moved here twenty years ago, and it's gotten it's gotten considerably better. Oh, totally. I mean, I lived. I've, I was born and raised here, mm-hmm. and so just to be able to see like the art scene flourishing, to be able to see a lot of the the public art, especially to become a thing, start to pop. Yeah, the music scene. The like when I was growing, when I was in high school, like the metal and like hardcore punk and stuff was more you know in fashion at that point. Mm-hmm. But now it's just like everything. Every style of music is happening. Well, because it's everybody. Oh, totally. You know, totally. you have to you have to be able to have something for everyone. Mm-hmm. Especially in a city that calls itself diverse. Totally. You know, you have to you have to be able to cater to everyone, and everyone has to be able to see themselves within the city. Yeah, because if I can't see me, then that says that I you're not a part of it. Yeah, exactly. And then the other thing is just the fact that Sacramento used to be so clicky. You know, everyone was in there. Well, it's still clicky. It still is, but it's it's very much mm, less. I would say it's a lot less. Where you have a lot of. You, you go to the press club on a, a Friday night, you're uh-huh. going to see every kind of person there, you know, yeah. just dancing and having a good time. Sure. It's opening up, though. Exactly. You know, and exactly. It, it has, people have to have open minds. If you, if you're afraid, you can't be afraid of someone coming from somewhere else outshining you in a place you've been 20 years. Right. And that's what I think a lot of people fear. Well, they fear that a new person is going to come in town and you're going to steal my light. <laughs> I can see that. I mean, like, in the Bay Area, it's really much about, like, the whole tech in- invasion thing. Yeah. And it's happening here, too. And, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm single, so I'm doing all the online dating stuff, and it's all these girls who are from, like, Ohio and all this other places, and it's just, they, it's, it's interesting to see this influx of people coming to Sacramento and seeing this place for the first time and trying to decide if this is going to be the place they live for the next 20 years. Yeah. Well, you have to be able to bring, you have to be able to create your own party when you come here. Oh, totally. You know, you can't, you can't expect to get what you're looking for out of it, right. you have to put something in yeah. it. And I think that was the biggest fallacy that I had in my head that led me to the Bay Area. Yeah. It's just that like, I didn't see the potential in Sacramento until it was too late. Yeah, no, you have to be able to bring something to it. That's what's happening with Sacramento at this point. Sacramento is at a, it's, it's, at a, it's in a rebirthing phase, okay? I'm gonna grow up and be somebody new now. Yeah. Okay, I had a reputation of being something a while ago. But now things are changing. Yeah, I have to change with it. Absolutely. You know, you can't you can't stay the same when you got different players in the game. Totally. Yeah. And yeah. So there's a whole lot more different players, and the changes that have been made in Sacramento have nothing to do with anybody that's been here 40 years or more. I can see that. They have more to do with who's coming. Yeah. Because that's who's bringing the change. Do you think that that's more due to the fact that people who have lived in Sacramento for their entire life kind of just dismissing Sacramento, or do you think that's more of the influx of new thought? Well, they're just they're just they're satisfied with it status quo. This yeah. is the way it's been. Yeah. No need in changing anything. But all things change. Absolutely. And if you're not changing with it, I promise you, 
you will fall to the wayside. And so this change that has that has been in Sacramento for the last 20 years that I've been here has nothing to do with anything other than time. Okay? Okay. You live if you live on a beach, it's not the same sand anymore. That's true. Okay? So the sand is changing, if you will. Yeah. And if you time. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I mean? You gotta be ready. Yeah. If you're not ready, you get left out. And you, well, you know, you, you know, people say things like, "I'm grown." So what happens to a tree that's grown? It dies. So if you, if you call yourself finished a long time ago here, it's over. You need to have that phoenix mentality where it's sure. die and reborn. You know, you have to see yourself now. How do you fit into this game now? Who you were 20 years ago don't count. Who are you now? Where do you fit in this picture? Okay. When I moved to Sacramento, I didn't know anybody. Right. I, you know, um, I had to build my own world. Okay, so that's what's important. People have to build their own worlds wherever you are, you know, and don't be so satisfied with with, with things the way they were mm-hmm. because it's not the way it was. Yeah, status quo isn't always good. Oh thing. well, yeah. I mean, look around. It's not the same people. Yeah, you got so there's got music's changed, mm-hmm. people have changed, mm-hmm. food has changed, mm-hmm. all these different cultures. You know, maybe maybe now California gets some more culture because you're getting a, such an influx of different people. Okay. That's what makes it happen. When you get a lot of different people coming together, it brings on different things. Well, there's dialogue immediately. So, well, yeah. the party becomes a little more interesting. Absolutely. You know yeah. what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Think about it. If everybody just ate hot dogs every day, we'd be very bland. We'd be living in Delaware. That, well, you know. <laughs> Radio Flom. This is New York, the world's largest city, the heart of financial networks that encircle the globe, the largest single concentration of theaters, operas, music halls, and entertainment centers. Yes, this is New York. as one who will not be denied by fate or by man. These vagabond blues are longing to stay. I want to wake up in the city with no sleep. If I can make things there, I will change my underwear. It's up to, ooh, New York, New York. Darn it. When you don't feel good, try Carter's Little Liver Pills. They do the work of calomel, but have no calomel in them. For they are simple pills, but be sure you get the genuine Carter's Little Liver Pills.
The Brooklyn Bridge, completed in 1883. Then the George Washington Bridge, four-fifths of a mile long. It carries more than 40,000 vehicles a day. Its towers rise to 600 feet above the river. And the Triborough Bridge, which connects Manhattan with Queens and the Bronx. Gangsters. In my whole life, I only had two fights, and I lost both of them. But, Louie, you gotta do it. You don't want to see Slip and Satch wind up in the East River. Put them in the Hudson River. I don't want them too close to my stall. And across the avenue, Rockefeller Center. In the lower plaza, this statue of Prometheus watches over ice skating in the winter and outdoor dining in the summer. Hello, I'm here right now in New York, the city. And uh, for your listening pleasure, you will get my live reaction to a New York-style pizza. It's my first time. We're going to start slow with the most quotidian of options, the cheese pizza, or as the locals have been calling it, plain or regular. Wild, isn't it? Now, before I cram this into my whistle hole, I've got to mention just the difference in appearance of the regular pizza we have. This is large, like huge. I'm told it's hand-tossed with equal love and vigor. And as tradition, I've been told to fold it in half. Yeah, yes, j just like this. Perfect. Almost like an open calzone. Right, here I go. Mmm. Oh. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, perfect. I just wish I could give it more justice. It's like an unreadable captcha. The flavor is right before me, but it's still such a mystery. Please, if you've had this experience, please share it with us. This is unbelievable. This is Radio Flom. And now, the rules of fashion with Yenny Soto. All right. Avoid white in the winter. Do not mix prints unless you really know what you're doing. The cranberry suit is a bad idea. Paired with black is even worse. Roman fashion was just all sheets that draped down from the shoulders. They didn't have zippers. If you collect all the British coins and line them up by their backs, they make the British coat of arms. There's only three states in the United States that let you own a kangaroo without a permit. If you lift their tail off their ground, they can't hop away. Viking men would not do math. They'd let their women do it. They thought it was witchcraft. The United States still measures distance in time units. Four hours to Jersey. This is useless. 
Snakes can help predict earthquakes. Banging your head against the wall for one hour burns calories. Sweatpants are all the rage. They've always been, especially to pair with Gucci or Louis Vuitton. There are 12 ways to fold a handkerchief, and handkerchiefs were originally made for blowing your nose. I'm right now listening to Radio Flom and enjoying it immensely. It was so good, I told two friends about it, and they told two friends, and so on, 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 A Radio Flom exclusive. Tap dancing on the radio. This has been a Radio Flom exclusive. Tap dancing on the radio. Genuine Modern Radio. Radio Flom. And now, Flom talks to Rachel Haywire. Hi. I'm sitting here with Rachel Haywire, who has a new book out. It is her third book, and it reads like a very interesting manifesto and syncs with a lot of the ideas that I've been talking to a lot of people about. Some of it shows up on our blog, Der Tongue, not under her name, but these ideas are floating around a lot, and you've put them in words. So, Rachel, welcome to Radio Flom. Hey, thanks for having me. First thing that jumped out at me was you're tearing apart a lot of um, sacred cows in the world that people are falling into. Uh, first one that popped out, I saw the danger of safe spaces. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, safe spaces are definitely not always safe. Uh, a lot of people feel threatened in and there. Um, one of my initial theories that I had when researching the things I was going to write was that the left had become its own sort of conservative complex that was punishing people in the way that the right used to for transgressions. And the danger of safe space is about how the safe space becomes the new establishment and the harm that can be done through that kind of occurrence. I think anything that's been around a while eventually does become the establishment. That, that's what this is really about, is that the complications when definitions shift and new orders, they take the place of old ones and what occurs, do words still have their same meaning, you know? Does left and, is left and right even left and right anymore? I would say no. What do you think they've become? Um, I, I would say that they've become highly caricaturized versions of themselves in some ways. Um, in other ways, they've just flipped. Um, what used to be left is now right. Um, being against globalization was a left-wing idea. That's now a right-wing idea. Being for free speech is more of a right-wing idea, as obnoxious as right-wingers are about it now. Um, left 
people, they generally side with the companies that want to censor the right-wingers for having offensive speech. Um, they, they think that speech is violence, um, which I do not think is a very good way to look at any form of expression. To, to view expression as violence, I, I think that's definitely the, the wrong way to go about everything, really. In the world right now, a lot of structures that we know, you either have a bunch of people clinging to one one side or the other and holding in their heads what they think things are. And one thing I'm noticing with what you're writing here is it's another perspective, which I think is fresh today. We need more perspectives besides you do things this way or you do things this way because everyone seems to fall into two camps. We need more than two camps, yeah, don't we? Yeah, it's a binary thinking going on. I mean, I think that the whole point of what the Hegelian philosophers were doing was deconstructing the binary. There was this notion of this binary ideal where you had to be this or that and there was no middle ground, there was no outside ground, there was only column A or column B. Um, the, the binary is a very limiting set of options. Well, I'm finding teaching creativity is mostly about people finding out who they are. You can't go in and tell someone how to be creative. That would be putting your own stuff on them. Yeah. And since we're all individuals, exactly. people have to be who they are. Yeah. And it's easy, of course, to fall into one of the categories that's out there. Unfortunately, binaries are very appealing for people that think that if they're going to agree with one thing, they're going against the other thing. Yeah. When they might not even be going against it at all. They might just be agreeing with this entirely different thing for somebody's pet issue. Um, like the whole political system, um, it just isn't really relevant to the art world. It's not relevant to the occult world. It's not re relevant to philosophy. It's not even relevant to political philosophy. It's, it's so debased. It's, it's interesting. We've, we've had some trolls on our page who go after me for being uh, a liberal. And if you really break out the philosophy, I'm not a liberal anymore. And so you put people in a category and you can insult them that way. I see that coming from a lot of trolls. Definitely. So I'm looking at here, and I, I love your title for part three, Confronting the, the Simulation. It is a big simulation that we're all living in. Yeah. And what really has to happen to that simulation to move us forward? I think the simulation is a combination of Disney World and Ikea. It's a <laughs> neoliberal global kind of marketplace full of really hippie happy ideas that are very easy to digest. Um, art that is too challenging from the normal person is banned, considered offensive. Um, Self-expression is curtailed for this nuanced modesty. Um, you see that now in the, the radical centrist. It's this very milquetoast sort of presentation. Um, it, it's a, a death of the spirit, you know, it's a huge plague upon mankind that we have creativity defiled into the, this safe space that people live in. Let's make the world safe for everyone so they can do what everyone else is doing. Right, that's the simulation, is the safe space of the world that people interact in because they are afraid to confront that which is. So they tell themselves little fairy tales in order to feel better about themselves. That way they don't need to worry too much about anything because they have these ideals that they can subscribe to. And they could be employed, they could have the job, and they could have the 3.5 kids and the prefabricated house down the street, just like the other one. We're not built for that. 
NPCs. We're really not built for that. NPCs is like a big thing right now, non-player characters. <laughs> I, I was surprised at how viral it went because I, I thought it was um, only a, a few nerds who who knew what an NPC was. Now it's like NPCs everywhere. <laughs> like we have a dialogue about it. So, so if we're going to be changing our thinking, what do we have to do? Changing our thinking is more than Come just crying and screaming into <laughs> the thoughts. world we're really um, in. I, I think it, it involves changing things at the core, um, taking big risks, no matter what other people might think, um, not being afraid to express what you think is. And if we're constrained by the simulation of this Disneyland sort of IKEA mentality, like this liberal 2.0 utopia, we're putting on a mask that is not too different from the housewives and the golf players of the 50s, um, the conservatives, right? So with the liberals becoming the new conservatives, people, they, they want to know what's, what's left now. I think the thing I keep experiencing as an educator is, again, students who think one way or the other, either good or bad, uh, black or white, uh, these little simple terms. And so cla my classroom situation becomes a quantitative situation. Everyone wants to get points. They want to look at the letter grades. And a big part of what I've been teaching is the other side, which I think that works into your dark bohemia definition, which is everyone's been playing with this word. How does design work as a good thing? How does art work as a good thing? It's not something you can be measure on money. Just because a piece cost millions of dollars and just sold at auction, does that make it a good piece of art? And so how do we bring this quality-based idea, this dark bohemia into the world? Where are you headed with this? Well, I mean, this is so important to me. I think the art world and the music world, the film world, the photography world, the writing world, the theater world need a creative renaissance of an extreme degree. We, we need a new sort of resurrection of the spirit. We need a powerful left rising of a new art movement. That, that's what I refer to as the new art right, and by extension, the dark bohemia which is what the new art right puts together. Um, so the new art right assembles a dark bohemia, which is a new creative class with a higher sort of expression um, that, that operates you know, within the world. Um, you could even call it a safe space. It's a place that people can go to, um, like a temporary autonomous zone where, where they can enter the dark bohemia, which consists of that world of artists and musicians transgressing and uprising, you know, um, really powerful, passionate, um, things that you would not really expect to, to see or hear these days. You would consider them crazy. I um, think like the Marquis de Sade, if he was around today, you know, um, that is the kind of thing that I'd like to see occur. Um, and I, I believe it's a force, a really powerful force. And you're one of the people on my list I know is going to change the world. Ooh, Whether it be one person at a time or with an army or maybe not an army. So where do our listeners find your book? Um, you can get it on Amazon. It's um, the new art night, Rachel Haywire. And if you uh, read it and like it or don't like it, let us know. Give us your thoughts. Respond on social media. 
and we'll take it from there. You are listening to Radio Flom. This episode we are playing tracks exclusively from Rachel's project, Experiment Haywire. Here is Mean Enough Hot Enough, the Studio X Mix.
cats. You want to know what the flam is happening? Well, here's some stuff to Google this week. The Intersection. Every Monday at the edge of gentrification at 8.08 p.m. on 35th and Broadway in Oak Park, Sacramento. Sacktown Swing Dance Lessons every Tuesday at Midtown Barfly, Sacramento. Make sure to look up the 8th Annual Sacramento Vegan Chef Challenge, which is happening throughout October at multiple restaurants. And covering multiple dates is California at Bat, America's pastime in the Golden State, at the California Museum, Sacramento. Bruce Newman Blue and Yellow Corridor continues through December 16th at the Manetti Shiram Museum, I'm sure I pronounced that correctly, in Davis, California. Come on, how many museums does Davis, California have? I'm, I'm sure you'll find it. Mission School artist Chris Johnson continues through October 27th at Altman Sigil in San Francisco. Also continuing through October 27th is Rebecca Goldstein, See You on the Flip Side, at Colt in San Francisco. David Zwerner presents an exhibition of Dada and Surrealism works from Paris-based Galera of 1900 to 2000. That's at 34th East, 69th Street, location in New York City. The show runs through also October 27th. The Assassination of Leon Trotsky, the 5th Anniversary Exhibition at David Lewis, 88 Eldridge Street in New York City. The show runs through October 28th. Thomas Landavi's Landscape runs through October 28th at Proto Gallery at 66 Willow Avenue, Hoboken, New Jersey. There Goes the Neighborhood group show continues through November at 107 Bowers Gallery and Art Space, conveniently located at 107 Bowers Street in Jersey City Heights. On Thursday, October 18th, we have the International Fashion Show at Sierra College in Rockland, California at 11.30 a.m. You can lend or model authentic clothing. If you need more information, contact Rebecca at R-A-L-L-E-N 13 at student.sierracollege.edu. Also on October 18th is RC Movie Night with Crumb at 8 p.m. at Breeze Books, 915 South Street, Sacramento. On Saturday, October 20th, we have Preservation Sacramento's Return to North Sacramento. It's a walking tour presented in conjunction with the Burley Beverages Backyard Barbecue, running from 2 to 4 p.m. at Burley Beverages, 2014 Del Paso Boulevard in Sacramento. Also on Saturday, October 20th, is Jim Mouse and the Chick Named Vic Presents an art showcase, number one. This will be at 6 p.m. at Sincere Ceramics, 5931 Power Inn Road, Sacramento. On Saturday, October 26, Henry Rollins will be at the Crest Sacramento at 7.30 p.m. And last off, taking us into November, at the very beginning, November 1st, Thursday, is Blitzed. 
This is DJ Lady Grey and DJ Dada at the Press Club. It starts at 9 p.m. and it is at 2030 P Street, Sacramento. If you have any events that you want us to mention in the next episode, contact us via our website at flom.us contact. Everybody got guns. It's not TV, it's HBO. I really loved Boardwalk Empire. He ruled everything with an iron fist and a sense of humor. The show, you know, kind of lost direction after they ruthlessly whacked Chip Rossetti, but tell me about Boardwalk Empire. I thought it was a pretty violent movie. Yeah. What, what part did you like the best? Uh, I'm not really sure. It was a pretty good movie, though. How many stars do you give it? I would give it about, like, four and a half stars. Ooh, out of how many stars? About, out of five stars. Well, four and a half out of five. That's pretty good. From Sacramento, the heart of California, and around the world. This has been Radio Flom. Recorded live before a studio. Contributors this week, in order, were... Jane Aquilina Holly Agundis Jerry O. Simpson Devin Parks Cloutier Dari E.S. Forrest Experiment Haywire Milk Surface Steve Mahalo Yanni Soto Courtney Wilkins Rachel Haywire and Simon Agundis also featured were announcers Jason Spires, Cliff Allen, and Audrey Daggett. Radio Flom is produced by Steve Mahalo, Devin Parks Cloutier, and Milk Surface as himself. Theme music by Chelsea Davis. Sound design and engineering by Steve Mahalo. Radio Flom is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 international license. However, recordings of contributors or guests of Radio Flom are still protected under international copyright law. Radio Flom contains works featured for review, opinion, critique, and or artistic transformation, and may contain adult content and nudity. Want to be featured on Radio Flom? Drop us a note at www.flom.us slash contact. Flom is a modern art game app, art history resource, faux historical art movement that uses new media to generate interest in art history and education. Flom is an online connection to art history, music, and beyond through Tumblr, Instagram, and other social medias. We are all Flomists, and you can be too. Donations graciously accepted at patreon.com slash flomus. We are at Flomus on most social medias. Flom is sometimes explained, but usually not. 
This is Cliff Allen saying thank you for listening, and if you enjoyed this podcast, well, do something about it. Percy! Percy! But why? Oh my gosh, why are you such a little bitch? You always, you know, you look so happy on camera, but then you always give me grief when, it, when the camera's off. I don't... Shh.